0: And welcome to my live to spark podcast. I'm Erika Thio For the past 15 years, I've been helping to empower individuals to reach their work and personal goals through sharing know-hows, lessons learned and cultivating healthy mindsets so that they can improve their processes to generate the best outcome. In recent years, I've helped mid-career women to reach their life, career and family goals by inspiring them on their journey of self-discovery so that they can become individuals that are more engaged to lead a fruitful life. In this podcast, I will share tips, tools, and ways to develop a healthy mindset that can help you to become more successful, overcome challenges, and setbacks in life. I believe that every woman has unlimited potential to find her shine within her own areas in life. So join me in this journey and live to spark together. Hello and welcome to this episode. Today I want to share how my concept of being rich has evolved throughout my life with its roots in my low-income family background right until today where I'm a postgraduate with a career as a professional in one of the largest industries in Singapore. My earliest memory from young was my mom drilling into all her three children that our mission in life is to study very hard, do well in exams, get into university, graduate, and find a good paying job. In our minds, that was the formula to reach my mum's target for us, and that is supposed to lead us to some kind of happily ever after. It was a common notion in society to measure success with the 5Cs when I was young, having cash, owning a private condominium, having a high-flying career that earns me a good five-figure income every month, owning a flashy credit card, and having a coveted membership in one of the most expensive country clubs in Singapore. I thought having made it in life was deeply intertwined with material things that I own. After I received my basic architecture degree, I wasted no time in getting an internship in one of the up-and-coming architectural practices. During the briefing just after our submission of our final year project, my heart sank in dismay when I was shared that the expected normal market rate of our allowance in the next 10 months we would receive as an intern was only 800 to 1000 Singapore dollars. Bearing in mind, 20% of it will be automatically deducted from this pay towards my Central Provident Fund, also known as CPF, which will be stored away for my retirement. Coupled with the fact that most architectural practices are in town area, it implied pricier food options during lunch and long commute via public transport. I had to think of creative ways to stretch my dollars to last the month kept fares to and fro my project sites that were undergoing construction and working late into the nights. Unfortunately for the construction industry, people working in the creative line, late nights rushing paperwork, competition submissions and project pitches to potential clients are common, but we are all not paid over time. Sometimes we get time off, simply because we were too exhausted to function the next day. I had thought naively in my younger days that passion will sustain me throughout my career. But starting my internship, reality hit me. We were expected to dress professionally well as the lead of consultants, and we are constantly judged by our appearance, whether by our clients, contractors, or even salesperson selling us kitchen appliances for use in our projects. I was a candle burning at both ends without enough money for my own use and savings and I was tired of all the overtime work where I wasn't entitled to any extra compensation. There was no way I could even start paying off my student loan with a measly allowance. To satisfy the criteria of working as an intern in no more than two firms, each with a minimum tenure of five months, I knew I must act once the minimum tenure of five months was up in the firm. I knew I was a cheap labourer compared to a full-time staff, but I was certain I was a pair of good hands. I demonstrated my willingness to learn the ropes and proved myself to be able to run projects with minimum supervision. I went up to my boss and asked for a pay raise. Or I would leave for another firm. I was quite confident I delivered value to the firm and that they would try to retain me. My bosses probably also thought I was a good bargain to give me a pay raise, then go through the whole hiring process and pay more for a full-time postgraduate that they have to train all over again anyway. So yes, I was given a 50% increment. Yes, that's right. It's probably the largest percentage of pay raise I've ever received in my working professional life. While 50% pay raise to 1500 Singapore dollars might not be a lot to many who are listening to me right now, but it was an achievement to me as an intern. I owe it to myself to stand up for myself and ask for what I wanted. From this, I learned the idea of Ask and Thou Shalt Be Given. Because if you never ask for what you want, who will ever give it to you? This notion of asking for the amount of what you deserve continues to influence me throughout my career. I was never shy of asking for a pay that commensurates with what I am able to deliver. Fast forward to being freshly graduated after my master's degree following the internship, I was thrust into the 2007 financial crisis with two student loans to pay off concurrently. It was an understatement to say my dreams of reaching the five Cs quickly evaporated by the harsh realities of the job markets within weeks. My industry was hit hard, projects dried up, and hiring was tightened. I found work eventually in a small architecture practice. With an eye-watering starting pay, I worked out my numbers in an attempt to pay off my debts as soon as possible to incur the lowest amount of interest and that left me with $200 for spending every month. That was after setting aside my obligation to provide my mom with a humble allowance and necessity expenses like transport fees. I was under a lot of money stress that I imposed onto myself at that time of how I need this or I have to own that item just to prove that I had made it in life as a grown up. I was thankful in the Asian culture, the concept of grown up children staying with their parents until we are married is prevalent. That really saved me a lot of money instead of renting a place on my own. The concept of owning material things to reach a grown-up status befitting a professional was deep-rooted in me. It was a period where I struggled with having to overhaul a wardrobe of jeans and t-shirt from my varsity days to appropriate work attire for the office out of necessity while balancing my dreams of chasing the five Cs. I have since grown to realise everything in life has choices you can choose to buy a high-end brand piece of clothing or you can use the same amount to buy 10 pieces of factory-produced workwear that you can mix and match to wear over a week from a local retail mall. Just like you could spend a few thousand dollars on a country club membership when you don't play golf, or you could spend a fraction of that amount hanging out with your friends at the local mall over a simple meal. It was only much later on in my life that through my self-reflection, I realised my quest for material things was in fact to make up for a lack of security since childhood. To me, having physical things to show that I made it in life meant a lot to me, even though I had no idea or clue how to be rich quickly. With little to almost no financial literacy, I was very glad that I had a friend who taught me about financial management and the concept of how I work hard, but I must make my money work harder for me. I was introduced to the concept of how being poor is at the bottom of the pyramid. And to work to the apex of being rich at the top of the pyramid, one needs to work towards becoming comfortable first, which is the middle layer of the pyramid. Of course, the definition of being comfortable can mean very differently from person to person. But there are many avenues to grow your wealth, which I will leave it to the financial experts to advise you. However, what I did learn is that you cannot grow rich overnight. It takes years of hard work and consistency to invest your money and in yourself in order to see your wealth grow. I've also learned spending money to buy material things to blindly follow societal standards to appear rich is not the way. For instance, buying a private condominium when you cannot afford the monthly mortgages and high maintenance fees will only stress you out further. This will leave you grumpy and with little choice but to get stuck in a job you hate. Just pay off the monthly housing loan mortgage. Then you will Almost no money to go out to meet with friends and socialise over dinner. These are trade-offs I had to balance between owning material things and quality of life. However, I found out developing gratitude with what you can afford and what you already have in the moment would instead leave me with plenty to appreciate life. It wasn't an easy journey, but one of self-discovery and finding out which options is the best of what I can afford at that moment. The shift in mindset took me years, but it is with this gratitude I developed which helped me to stay grounded in an otherwise hectic life that moves past me like a whirlwind. So for you listening in today in my podcast, are there any areas in life you think you may be stuck in? Or are you able to take a step back to have a rethink about options available? I will encourage you to think and think again. Then maybe you will realise you are actually free to make your own choice. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so honoured to have you here. Now, if you'd like to keep going and you want to know more about our mentorship, training programmes and e-commerce products, come on and visit me over at live2spark.com. That's L-I-V-E-T-O-S-P-A-R-K.com. And if you happen to get this episode from a friend or family member, be sure to subscribe to our email list over there because once you're subscribed, you'll become one of my Live2Spark family. Life has always got twists and turns. You can learn to go with the flow, breathe deeply, and remember, we will lift the spark together. Sending you my love, and I speak to you soon. Bye for now.